Ever had someone lecture you that if you only had a perfect diet, nothing bad would ever happen to you? Oh man, I really hope that someone wasn't me. I'm Shannon Hayes and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 14 of The Hearth of Sapbush Hollow. Welcome to the Hearth of Sapwish Hollow Chronicles and Lessons from a Life Tied to Family, Community, and the Land. I'm Shannon Hayes and I operate Sapwish Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience open Saturdays 9 to 2 in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and my newest title, Redefining Rich, from Ben Bella Books. Where are those herbs I brought home from the cafe? I'm trying to find stuff to shove up the chicken butt. I explained to Bob as he watches me scramble about the kitchen. There seems to be a lot of that going around today, he remarks, as he takes a long sip of his bone broth. I pour olive oil over the chicken, sprinkle some spices and salt on top, and put herbs, garlic, and some limes left over from our music night cocktails into the cavity. Then I turn my attention to the pile of summer squash on the counter. I shoot a glance over at the clock on the oven. It's 9 a.m., Bottoms up, dear, I coo to my husband. Enema time. Bob sighs and heads off to the other side of the house. I turn my attention to chopping the squash. Dark humor will have to get us through today when he gets his dreaded prostate biopsy. But as I think on that, my spirit floats up in the air and watches me move around the kitchen from a distance. I watch myself dress the squash with herbs and olive oil so it can marinate while we're gone. I put the chicken in the oven and set it to turn on later in the day. When we come home, dinner will be cooked. It's almost instinctive, my motions, my calculations, the way I work backward, thinking about how tired we'll be when we get home, when we'll want to go to bed, when we'll want to eat, how much unwind time we'll need beforehand, how much time it'll take to roast the chicken, to broil the vegetables. The way a witch might perform a spell, the way a religious leader might perform a ritual, is the way I cook dinner. A part of me used to believe that a day like this wouldn't come, that the nourishing food alone would protect us 
from the truly hard times that the dark humor we are relying on this morning wouldn't be necessary. I remember those early days of the regenerative food and farming movement when we truly believed that the right food could heal everything. If everything we ate was organic, grass-fed, macrobiotic, if every medicine was herbal or homeopathic, these things, like the need for a prostate biopsy, wouldn't happen. I remember the cruelty of that movement as well. The way our beliefs about the purity of our food and alternative medicine were so sacred, we criticized and condemned those who fell ill, pointing out how it wasn't fate, it wasn't the turn of life, but a personal failure to adhere to a perfect diet and alternative medicine protocol. When Bob developed type 1 diabetes from out of the blue, members of the movement lectured us about how we must have been drinking milk from a cow with the wrong genetics. I was admonished for allowing him to eat dried fruit, as though I controlled everything he put in his mouth. Someone else instructed me that I should never permit a carbohydrate to cross our table. As a writer and speaker in the movement, it felt that we couldn't admit publicly to a health failing without receiving an admonishment about a dietary failing. There are definitely cases where food truly has been toxic. The movement called attention to the poisoning by glyphosates, to the health impacts from using growth hormones in animals, to issues with antibiotic resistance. It's a large justification for why food became a religion for me. Eating as close to Mother Earth as possible became a way to express my reverence for her, a way to safeguard the land and to ensure the health and safety of my family. But it only works to a point. In the 20 years I've been active in this movement, I've learned some deeper lessons about health and well-being. Sometimes illness finds us because there are deeper issues within ourselves we need to resolve. Sometimes illness is an opportunity for a growth journey. Sometimes it's just part of the life cycle. But always there remains opportunity for happiness even when there is sadness and fear. And that's where the chicken dinner comes in. Bob and I don't know what today will bring. It will be a few weeks before we find out the results. It could be there's no problem at all. Or it's a very manageable problem. Or we've got a very big problem. But tonight, when we come home... As the chicken roasts and the vegetables broil, we'll sit out and watch the sunlight as it dances across the fields and forests. We'll toast the day's end with this celebratory tipple and listen to the sapsuckers, the song sparrows, the scarlet tanager, and the robins that surround the house. Then we'll come inside, take dinner out of the oven, and enjoy a delicious meal with our kids. And there will be deep happiness in that. And in that moment food truly will heal us.
Sapbush Cafe is open for the season every Saturday through December 24th from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats as well as wool bedding and yarn. You can also just drop by and visit our honor store any time of the day or night, located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. Our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek and the Tenter site are getting summer bookings. If you want to grab a slot to come hang out with us, you can link over to their Airbnb and Tenter listings from the Vacation Rental tab at sapbush.com. Also, I am delighted to announce that Tibbetts House is now officially open and accepting reservations through Airbnb. It is located right across from the cafe, a three-bedroom house with a beautiful yard, views of our mountains, cozy fireplaces, and access to all our wonderful local food, hiking trails, and swimming holes. You can find it on Airbnb by searching for Tibbetts House of Sapbush Hollow Farm. That's T-I-B-B-E-T-S. While the weekends are all booked for Tibbetts this season, there are still a few weekdays available, and we still have some weekend availability at the Farm to Table Retreat on Panther Creek. If you want to follow us this year, please note we are no longer on social media. We are trying to make our lives more sane without it. Instead, you can find us over on the blog at sapbush.com and keep track of farm happenings, my musings, and the weekly Prefix Cafe special. There, you can also sign up for our digital weekly newsletter. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA pork share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your U.S. postal address. Even though we are not on social media, word is getting out about Redefining Rich, which has been awarded an Axiom Medal for Small Business and Entrepreneurship, and it was also just awarded a Nautilus Medal and was a finalist for the National Indie Excellence Awards. Guys, this is a really terrific book. Please be sure to check it out. If you want to practice some of the concepts, be sure to head over to the blog at sapbush.com where you can download the free Redefining Rich Workbook, which helps you work on your quality of life statement, identify true wealth and income streams, practice setting boundaries, and gives you exercises for helping your family and workday flow better. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. This really helps to get the ideas to spread. The Hearth of Sapbush Hollow podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Melissa Johnson and Meg Moore. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. And in case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper. And the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emory. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Still